Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast. With you as always, it's Evan, Robbie, and Adam here to take you through the Week 14 NFL action here. And uh, guys, we got an exciting show for you. Um, Robbie, Adam, how we doing this week? Feeling pretty good. I'd say we had a pretty good week this last week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little bit more money in our pockets. Uh, we'll we'll get to all that. Um, we're we're late late season blooming type. That's right. Last year uh, at the end of the season we started you know going on quite a tear and that's when we made most of our money and uh, hopefully uh, last week was uh, an indication of that as well. So hopefully we have got the same thing going this year. But before we get into our week thirteen recap, uh, let's get into the news. All right, that's the news. Um, yeah, there's nothing really of note this week, so uh, we're just going to keep moving on. But, uh, of course, Huey. you, you got to hear Huey. Yeah. So uh, there it is. Uh, but, all right, guys, our week 13 recap, as we alluded to, it was a good week for us. Uh, we'll start it off with our locks. So, uh, Adam, Browns, plus five and a half. Said take a money line. Hope you did. Yeah. They, good, good call. That game wasn't as close as it uh, as it came down to at the end either, so that was a great call by you. Browns uh, really looked good on the road there. Uh, surprised a lot of people. Uh, Robbie, Giants plus 10. I wish I suggested <laughs> one on this one, but I can't say I did. I think that would have been the biggest underdog of the year to win, right? I don't I think, think there's so. been a plus 10 oh, team yeah. to win yet, so yeah, that was a great call as well. And then uh, a little Thursday night showcase, Saints minus 3 last week. Yep, there we go. Uh, actually, that game wasn't even on Thursday. That was just a Sunday game. So, uh, But, yeah, uh, Saints minus three, that hit. So uh, they took care of the Falcons. So, yeah, all of us hit our locks, so looking good there. As for the podcast parlay, we had the Packers. Uh, we had them. We had the Rams. And we had the Colts. And uh, sure enough, all three hit. So good news is uh, we we put in some bets. We got the individual ones. Bad news is I forgot to put in the parlay. <laughs> oh, uh, so that was about a hundred and fifty dollar goal I missed right there. Yeah. Um, so we should be about a hundred and fifty dollars more richer than we are. But uh, it's about pride here. It's not about the money. It's never been about the money. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, this week, as I said earlier, guys, you are going to physically watch me put in the par- uh, parlay after this week's show. Uh, because, of course, the one week I don't put it in, it hits. Um, so with that, uh, that brings us just about back near to even on the year in terms of our bets. We're down about a unit and a quarter, so uh, you know, not much uh, not much to be gained back there. So hopefully we can get back into the black here uh, as uh, you know the late season progresses here. Uh, but with that, guys, anything else to add before we move right on into our Week 14 preview? You know, if you take out that... Uh Patriots Chargers game, um, which we were both pretty adamant on opposite sides on. Uh, yeah, Adam, you got the. You're very much correct on that one. Uh, if you take that took that one out and you just went with any of our confidence picks this week, you would have gone nine and zero. So uh, yeah, we we had a hell of a week. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just highlight, uh, you know, where we're at on the year and. Um, we are all above 500 right now, uh, which is great. Um, none of us have a losing record in our picks on the year, so 
uh, you know, very good things there. So, uh, you know, we want to highlight uh, when we're doing good. And, uh, you know, if you stick with us and go with these bets, you know, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully come through for you here. But last week in particular was really strong. Um, Robbie, you were 10 and 5. Uh, Adam and I were both 11 and 4. Um, I missed on that Seahawks game. Uh, so that was kind of a weird one. We all missed on the Vikings. I think that's a game a <laughs> lot of people missed on. But, uh, you know, a lot of these games, though, uh, you know, we, we were just on the right side of. So uh, hopefully uh, let's just keep that momentum going. But with that, uh, let's just jump right in. So uh, we're recording this on Thursday night, and in about an hour and a half or so, we've got a uh, kickoff for Patriots-Rams, a little uh, Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. And uh, in this one, the Rams are 5.5-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 45.5. Guys, I'll start with this one. Um, You know, the uh, Rams were able to bounce back last week after – uh, kind of a tough showing two weeks ago against the Niners. Uh, they took it to uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals last week. So a uh, nice bounce back game for them. I think you can kind of count on McVay to uh, get his team prepared for a big matchup. And, and that was a game they absolutely needed to win last week. They couldn't afford the loss to the Cardinals for the sake of the division record. Uh, and, uh, you know, this kind of point in the season, too, um, this is another game where uh, it's really – you know, all these games are must-wins for teams in playoff contention. So the Rams need it, and just as much as the Rams need it, the Patriots really need it too to stay alive in the AFC. Uh, with that, I think you got two great coaches here uh, that are uh, you know getting their teams prepared here on a short week. I'm going to lean Rams. I think um, just overall, I, I don't see the the Patriots being able to muster the same sort of effort that we saw out of them in uh, against the Chargers last week. Uh, for for my money, I, I see the Rams uh, dominating on the defensive line here and, and making things tough uh, for the Patriots in their run game. I think it'll be tough for them to get anything going. Uh, Cam has struggled to throw the ball, and, and if the Rams can get up on them early, uh, it's going to be really tough for the Patriots to play from behind. So I don't think the Patriots get the benefit of some special teams uh, heroics as they did last week. So I think the Rams are able to jump out on a head early and uh, build on a lead. So I like Rams minus five and a half in this one. Yeah, I actually uh, really like the Patriots in this game. Um, I think, you know, offensively, they match up pretty good against the Rams. I, I mean, their interior of their line, uh, starting with Andrews at center, is pro- probably the best unit in the league, or at least interior. So I think they're going to be able to neutralize um you know the Rams best player and then on the outside Ramsey <laughs> Patriots don't throw their wideouts you know Cam's got five <laughs> touchdowns on the year so uh I, I think you know they're playing really good team football special teams defense um you know I'm expecting a score from one of those two units in this game and you know five and a half it's just too much too much for you know a well-coached uh, Bill Belichick team who's fighting for their playoff lives so I, I you know what I, I think they find a way to scrap some points on offense and, um, you know, keep this one close. I still expect the Rams to win this game, but five and a half is too much for me. Yeah, um, this this is this is coin toss to me. I think this is a pretty fair line, to be honest. Uh, I do do think I I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to put up quite the number they did against the Chargers this past week, but um, I I. I think uh, got to start giving them a little bit of respect here. I mean, they are like you mentioned earlier, Evan. Uh, they're they're playoff 
a potential team, um, just like the Rams. So, I mean, this is a game where both these teams, uh, they're looking to try to get the win. So I'm kind of expecting this to be a close battle here. And um, if you asked me four weeks ago with this exact same line, you know, I would have probably slammed the Rams. But, you know, the Patriots have kind of worked their way through these issues they've had and starting to look like playing some good team football. So I think they're going to be able to hang into this in this one against the Rams. Kind of like you, Adam. Like I'd expect the Rams to win it, but I I expect it close. Yeah, uh, like I said, should be an interesting game here. uh, I would agree with you, Robbie. I think it's a pretty good line. Um, you know, it's. I think we're going to know early on in the game exactly how this one's going to play out. Um, I think if the Rams are able to jump up early, say uh, 10 or 14 points, I think uh, you're going to know right away that the game's going to be in trouble for the Pats. But if the Pats can get up and uh, they can get after it off a little bit and even take a lead, uh, you know, the Rams will be coming from behind and uh, the Pats' D is, is good enough to kind of keep the game close. So, uh should be interesting to see. A good Super Bowl rematch. Yep, yep. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Titans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in an AFC South Divisional matchup. The Titans are 7.5-point favorites on the road in this one with the over-under set at 52.5. Robbie, I'll start with you. What do you think takes place in this one? Oh, man, these Jaguars-Titans game, they just seem like they could go any sort of direction. They they could either be shootouts or they could be these low-scoring games. Like, you never really know what to get. Um, but it's always color rush. It's always color <laughs> rush. It is always color rush. Um, it's, man, this, this Jaguars team, they've been just doing pretty well at just hanging around with these teams. The Vikings last week definitely was a little surprise to us, even though I know we weren't really confident in the Vikings as it was because of this, this Jaguars team, but um, man, I, I can see a couple of scenarios. A couple scenarios I'm kind of leaning favorably towards this game is either this one ends up being kind of a lower scoring, uh, unexpected battle between these two teams because you know you you saw it earlier in the season like both these teams are able to put up a lot of points. I don't know if that's going to happen again, um, but or I could see the Titans just doing what what was it last year, two years ago, when Derrick Henry just went off for four touchdowns and they just Titans just blew the Jaguars out. Either way, I'm really liking the under here. Um, this this feels like you, this is a lot of points. I know these teams got the potential to go high, but um, I, I think the second time around these teams are going to be a little more defensive in this one. So I, I'm going to make this one my lock right here. It's a lock! No! That's uh, 52 and a half. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's that's too high for these teams. Um, uh, oh, the team I'm siding on, I, I guess I'll take the Jaguars with the points since I like the under. <laughs> yeah, we were talking before the podcast. I hate this Jags team. Like you, you would think, you know, one one win team, they'd be easy to bet. But they're they, they just like whatever you're thinking, they just flip it. They flip the script. Like last week, I don't know how Mike Lennon almost pulled that yeah pulled that game out of a hat. They they yeah. Um, <laughs> for this game, man, I don't know. Um, Titans with, I mean, I know they. They got some garbage time points then that game against the Browns, but they they got their ass kicked the first half of that game. Um, I think Baker was pressured on one one snap, <laughs> and uh, you know that like they went out and signed a Jadavion Clowney. That was a clown move. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I 
I think this game is going to be determined on who can run the ball more uh, more efficiently. Um, you know, and, and James Robinson's been running the ball better than Derrick Henry the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I'd expect that to flip this week, but for a home team getting seven and a half points in a division game, I got to lean the Jags here. Yeah, guys, I'm uh, I'm gonna lean Titans here. Um, it's, you know, I just think. Uh, I'm going to lean on the more explosive offense out of the two. I just feel like I I can't possibly bet on I can't possibly get bet on Mike Glennon here. I mean, this could just be blind like whatever would be the opposite of faith in Mike Glennon. I have blind the opposite of faith. Um, blind doubt. Just, yeah, just, I have blind just doubt. Imagine it's Minshew instead. Yeah. <laughs> I have blind what doubt if, in Mike. What if Glennon. Mike Glennon? grew a mustache would you have more faith in him and mullet well he's bald so i can't have no no that neck is just far too long for me um <laughs> i i just can't i can't see past mike glenn in this one i i know what he's capable of i've seen that guy just flounder uh in the pocket and i know things have looked good um but ultimately i've got to side with the titans here like i said i think the offense is more explosive i am concerned about their pass rush uh adam as you pointed out i mean they are not one of the stronger units in the league on that front, and uh, you know, I think the Jags can can put up enough points to uh, you know stay in the game. But I just think the Titans' offense will be just a bit too much here, and I expect a mistake or two from the Jags' offense to tip this one in the Titans' uh, scale. I just I have a hard time believing this is going to be a touchdown game by the time it's all said and done. So I'll take Titans uh, minus seven and a half. All right, next game up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa, where the Bucks are six and a half point favorites at home. The over/under in this one is fifty-one and a half. Adam, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you see taking place in this one? Uh, I love the Vikings here. Um, if I didn't have a stronger opinion, this this would have been my lock of the week. Um, you know, I you, you, Taylor, if you just look at the last four weeks for each of these teams, you, these two teams are trending in the exact opposite direction. Um, Bucks lost uh, three out of four. Um, you know, that vaunted defense that they started off at the beginning of the year has definitely softened up, especially against the run. And, um, you know, that flip, flip to the Vikings. Um, their defense is getting better. I know it's a very young unit. Um, took them a while to get their groove going, but I, I think they're getting it um hitting her stride towards the end of the year. And then, um, you know, they're, they're moving the ball on offense. You know, they got a whole assortment of weapons. Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson's going to take home the offensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, the firepower they have, this is a huge game for the Vikings because if they do win, um, you know, they're, they'd be just tied with the Bucks for that wild card spot, one of the two. And um, you know this Bucks, this Bucks team, uh, they, they laid an egg at home against uh, against the Saints and the Rams and Chiefs. The last three home games, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did another one here. Um, yeah, at, at six and a half points is far too much for two a team that I think is very comparable talent wise. So uh, give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks here in this one. Uh, you know, they had the bye last week, and uh, you know, I think the extra week to prepare uh, will do them solid in this one. Uh, just a heads up that right now, uh, both Mike Evans and Godwin are questionable for the game, but I think both are trending towards playing. So, uh, you know, as long as that's the case, I do like the Bucks in this one. 
you know, Vikings, uh, last couple weeks they've been a little bit shaky. And, uh, you know, that game against uh, the Jags at home last week was, you know, pretty concerning to me. I mean, i just really not sure how the Jags were able to stick around in that game, to be honest. And uh, I think the uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to be able to exploit, uh, you know, this Vikings secondary, which is not one of the better ones in the league. Uh, conversely, on the uh, offensive side of the ball for the Vikings, I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a tough time running the ball against this Bucks front seven. And if the Vikings can't establish the run early on here, um, they're going to have trouble uh, relying on Kirk Cousins and this receiving unit to move the ball, uh, despite you know the strong tandem of uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So. Um, I, I see the running game struggling for the Vikings in this one, and I think uh, the Bucks' offense is just going to tear apart this uh, Vikings defense. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus six and a half at home. Yeah, this is one I've been flipping back and forth on. I'm going to stick with the Bucks here. Um, I don't feel great about it because you know that the Vikes. It, it it seems like they've been just hanging in games, or uh, I mean, not just. Jags last week but two weeks ago even um, um, against the Panthers you know that that one was just a close grind them out game so I'd almost expect this one to be grind, like a grind them out too which could be good with the Vikings and the points but um, I, I just have to believe that the Buccaneers are going to be able to step up in this one and um, be able to take it to them at home um, yeah yeah uh, you know, this this is too close one for me, um, so I'm not going to touch this one. All right. Um, next game up, guys, we've got Chiefs and Dolphins. Dolphins are seven-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 49-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you have for us here? I like the Dolphins in this one. Um, it. The Chiefs, they they're a team that's just been rolling lately, and it's it's tough to pick pick against them really, um, especially when you get only a touchdown. Uh, it should almost seem like a no brainer Chiefs here, but um, Dolphins they've they've been playing really well this year, and this this could be a good one to prove to pretty much prove to the world that they're they're a good competitive football team that deserves to be in this playoffs. Um, I, they, they get the advantage of being at home in Miami, which this time of year, it could be a little difficult for oppositions. So I, I like the Dolphins with the points. Um, the whole, the whole, I wanted this to be a pick that's uh, that I'm confident with, but I, I'm just not just because Chiefs, they have the ability to just run over almost any defense uh, that you throw at them. So I, I'm leaning Dolphins with the points. Um, Want to hear what you guys think? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm leaning Chiefs here minus seven. Uh, the reason I'm doing so is I, 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 you know, you do have an intriguing matchup here with the strong Dolphins secondary going up against you know the prolific passing attack of the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs running game has not been uh, very strong the last few weeks. Um, you know, they've, they've kind of struggled to get into a rhythm there, and they've been leaning on Mahomes more and more frequently. Uh, that said, you know, I'm leaning Chiefs here because the quarterback play of the Dolphins is really limiting their ability right now to stay in games offensively, and it would take, 
an otherworldly performance, I think, out of this Dolphins secondary to really keep the game close. Um, because I, I just think the Chiefs offense is just too dangerous. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with the quarterback play, like I said, as it is right now in Miami, they're just going to have a really tough time keeping up with Mahomes. Uh, so that's why, uh, ultimately I, you know, the, the seven points, you know, on the road, it might, might scare some people off, but I, I think it's something that you can lean on here. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going on the Dolphins. Um, this is a tough one. I think this is a really good line. Um, there's two things here. I'm, I'm leaning Dolphins. One, you know, they do have a home field advantage. Um, you know, in, in this year, I think there's probably two distinct home field advantages in the league still with the COVID. I think it's the Broncos at home, and then it's the uh, Dolphins in Miami. Um, Chiefs coming down there, you know, like you mentioned, it's it's going to be strength against strength. Um, the one thing with the Chiefs, um, the pe- probably – people wouldn't realize the last four weeks they, they've only won by a combined they they're four and oh but they've won by a combined 15 points um so they're, they're really just winning you know tough close fought games and you know that's that's sort of what i expect here i think the chiefs are going to pull this one out but you know I'd, I'd i'd be shocked if they won by more than a touchdown i I'd really like the dolphins to keep it close here um having miles gaskin back was a huge difference for them last week um it sort of allowed um to it, I felt like last week was his best game as a quarterback. I, having that run game there really opened up the, some of the passing windows, and you know, I yeah, this, this is a tough one, but I I'm going to lead the Dolphins here to cover the seven. All right, next game up, guys. We've got uh, the Denver Broncos coming off a strong performance against the Chiefs, uh, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers had a bye last week. So they had an extra week to prepare, but uh, they are three and a half point favorites at home here, and the over under in this one is forty six and a half. Uh, guys, I'm taking the Broncos in this one. Uh, one thing to consider is AJ Bouye is going to be suspended uh, essentially for the rest of the season for uh, PED uh, violation. So keep that in mind. I was considering this for my lock of the week. Ultimately, I decided to stay away from it. Uh, just to see how things play out. But as of right now, it doesn't look like McCaffrey's going to play. Um, I just think the Broncos have really been playing well lately. Uh, they've got a couple games under their belt uh, now where you know they've, they've you know, played some tight games. Drew Locke's looking a little bit better. Um, you know, their receiving core is uh, really making plays from there. And the, Dal- and the uh, Broncos' defense tends to keep these games close as well. You know, on the other side then for the Panthers, there's not really... Um, yeah, I'm just not really concerned about them putting up a ton of points here on the Broncos. So, uh, we'll see what happens here. I just think that line's a little bit too much. I was expecting something closer to a pick in this game. So, give me uh, Broncos plus three and a half on the road. I'm right there with you. I I like the Broncos uh, for this one. I feel pretty good about this. Um, surprisingly, a team that I'm still sleeping on this year. Uh, the that is the Broncos. Um, yeah, they, I mean AJ Bouye. That that's a huge blow for the defense, absolutely. But I I don't think that's gonna affect them too much. This this defense is just a good unit in general. Well, as far as their record is, um, but this Panthers team right now is just not gonna excite me. It, it's not really exciting me the way it did earlier in the season. Um, it looks like you kind of get some wear and tear on Mike Davis, um, which. 
you know, this this was probably a game the Panthers were really looking forward to having Christian McCaffrey back to add that extra boost to the offense. I think that's huge. You've got um, a couple of their wideouts uh, potentially missing the game because of COVID, but I'm actually expecting them all to play. Um, kind of thinking DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I, I don't believe Robbie Anderson was part of that list, but um, I kind of expect them all to play. Um, but this this Broncos team is it just hangs in, in ball games. Uh, they've been really good at just hanging in there, playing good team football. So I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos with the points here, three and a half. You know, they, they could keep it within a field goal. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, this is one I'm going to stay off, though. I don't, I don't have a good feeling for this game. I think if this was, you know, even minus three, I'd, I'd maybe flip to the Bron or the Panthers, uh, but getting a field goal, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Broncos. I, I I don't have a good feel for this one. I you know Panthers coming off the bye, um, I think AJ Bouye being out is going to help their passing offense. Um, you know I it's hard it's hard to know what to expect out of Drew Lock. He's sort of a, a gunslinger wild card. Um, could definitely keep them in the game, but could throw a couple picks to put them out. Um, on the road. Yeah, I, I, Broncos have kept a lot of these games close. Their defense is still playing well. Um, but, yeah, I think with the combination of Christian McCaffrey being out and just, you know, a sort of a downward trend for the Panthers, I, I think I'm going to lean the Broncos here. But this this is definitely one I'll stay off. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got the Houston Texans taking on the Bears at a home. Uh, Bears are one-point underdogs, actually, at Soldier Field here, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. Uh, Adam, we'll give it right back to you. What do you think takes place in this one? Oh, Texans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to know if the Bears even want to win this game. Uh, I know, I tell you who does want to win this game, and it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's got a bone to pick with this Bears uh, brass, you know, not even – Going to his pro day, um, sort of just passing up on him, even though, I, I mean. It's probably it, his last opportunity to get back at this front office. They're not going to be employed. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of shocking that, uh, you know, they, they didn't really care to court the best quarterback in that draft, at least at the time. You know, Patrick Mahomes definitely taking that mantle now. But, um, you know, looking at this team, you know, I, the Texans, their strength on offense, other than Deshaun Watson, is is their tackles. And I think that, you know, they're going to be able to neutralize Khalil Mack. And, you know, as far as, you know, other Bears playmakers on that defense, they haven't really been stepping up um, last four or five weeks. They've looked like a average at best unit. Um, and, you know, Deshaun Watson, by all means, should have won against a very good defense in the Colts on the road last week. Um, with Kiki QT and some other no name, like I can't even remember his the, the other wideouts name. Um, you know, if that if he didn't bobble a terrible snap, uh, I think they do win that game. So I mean, this Bears defense is nothing compared to that Colts defense. Um, give me the Texans in a Deshaun Watson revenge game all day. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, like you said, this Bears team, I think they're pretty fried at this point. Uh, a lot of things have gone wrong for them all year, and uh, I just don't know how much motivation they have uh, left in them. Uh, you know, it seems like the coaching staff in the front office, they're, uh, you know, their days are numbered, so uh, I like the Texans here as well. I think the quarterback play alone of uh, 
of Deshaun Watson will carry them in this one. You know, Bears defense has been looking worse and worse over the last few weeks too. So uh, something's going on there as well. So I, I like the Texans here. I feel pretty good about it. I, I can't see the Bears uh, pulling this one out. Yeah, right there with you guys. I mean, like you said, Evan, this Bears defense, it looks like they're getting a little worn out from having to carry the load all the time. So um, this Texans team, uh, they've been very competitive ever since the firing of Bum O'Brien. So <laughs> they, they've they actually been looking like a pretty decent football team. Uh, I, do, I didn't even think about the Deshaun Watson potential uh, – revenge factor coming in which makes me think man i don't really want to watch this as a bears fan to get all these trubisky watson comparisons like every single game this year yep um but yeah i i do think this is a one where texans shouldn't have a problem taking the bears here uh i, I really like the texans here all right we're all on the texans um Next game up, we've got an intriguing matchup with some playoff implications here. It's the Arizona Cardinals taking on the New York Giants. Giants are at home in this one and are two-and-a-half-point underdogs with an over-under set at uh, 45. Uh, Robbie, I'll send it over to you. What do you think takes place in this one? Hey, these these Giants, they're they're playing pretty well. I, I know we, we point this out every single week, how <laughs> well they've been playing. But, I mean, it's true, and honestly, I think... I still feel like they're kind of being undervalued in this game. Uh, we were kind of talking earlier before the show how um, ever since that shoulder injury with Kyler Murray, uh, he's kind of looks like he's kind of been struggling a little bit. Um, not quite himself, at least what he was at the beginning of the season. And this Giants team, they're starting to roll right now. They're they're in full contention, trying to get the playoffs, uh, playoff spot, trying to beat out the team for that number one spot in the NFC East and you know it's actually getting pretty competitive for those two teams with since they both had some huge wins this past week um so I I like the Giants to keep it going at home here um I actually really like the Giants money line here I think they're gonna pull this one off yeah I couldn't agree more uh love the Giants money line and it's gonna be my lock of the week it's a lock no. uh I mean you've said it I mean this Giants team is playing well the defense is really playing well um combination of you know uh Bradbury on the outside and Leonard Williams on the inside really having a revive of uh his career after being drafted uh really high by the the Jets he's he's playing like an all pro um but I I really feel good about this game uh from the other side the Cardinals um you know they this this is not the same Cardinals team we saw earlier in the year that was you know run and gun fast pace uh spread the ball over the field um, Kyler's injuries really, really affected that team. I was looking at a uh, route chart for DeAndre Hopkins, and um, there is a significant difference pre and post injury of how far his routes are down the field. Um, so clearly, it's having an effect on that offense. Um, they're not able to take it vertically anymore. Um, and even last week, they had a couple long passes to Dan Arnold, and he was wide open. There wasn't. It wasn't a type of sustainable down the field attack, and against a defense like the Giants, uh, I can really see them in for a struggle. Um, I I love the Giants here. I think they they should they should be favored in this game um, by my measure, and to get them as dogs, um, jump all over it. Yeah, well put, Adam. I'm uh, I'm with you guys. I love the Giants here. I was thinking uh, 
you know, why not just take the two and a half? And I'm like, you know what? Take the value. Uh, this team shouldn't be a dog. Uh, like you said, I, I think the key thing here is this Cardinals team is completely different uh, ever since uh, um, uh, Kyler hurt his shoulder. And, uh, you know, I, I've, you know, exactly what you just talked about with uh, Hopkins. I've been witnessing that each week kind of play out is, you know, it's these routes, they turned from, uh, you know, these, these, uh, fly routes that they were running a lot of time on the outside. And, and now they're, you know, 10 yard, 15 yard hooks. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a very different team that we're seeing here. Giants defense has just been playing out of this world strong. They've got a lot of momentum right now. Uh, they definitely are believing in themselves in that locker room. And, and I think, uh, you know, they're poised to make a playoff run here, so I, I think they win this game, and I'm not even sure that it's that's that it's really that close of a game. I think they can dominate them up front, so uh, I'm taking the Giants' money line with you guys. All right, next game up, we've got the Dallas Cowboys heading into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are 3.5-point underdogs at home. The over-under is 43.5 in this one. Uh, guys, I'm on the Cowboys here. This isn't going to be a game I bet, but uh, I just think Andy Dalton's going to be able to do just enough in this one to uh, get the job done. I don't think the Bengals' offense is going to be able to do uh, as much damage as is going to be necessary to outscore the Cowboys. Uh, two real lackluster teams going at it here uh, that unfortunately have been kind of dealt a tough hand with uh, injuries and everything this year. So um, ultimately, I, I think the Andy Dalton revenge factor uh, comes into play. Just uh, more weapons on the offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. And I think uh, the playmakers show up here. If you got Cowboys in your uh, fantasy lineup uh, and you're in the fantasy playoffs, I think you roll them out here and you can feel good about it. So I like the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree with you there, Evan. Um, you know, I, my, you know, I first saw this line. I'm like, eh, three and a half at home. Maybe I'll take the Bengals. But then sort of looked at each one of these teams and, you know, Bengals – this was a rebuilding year from the beginning. Um, you know, they, they, I'm sure they saw love what they saw out of Joe Burrow, but at this point, you know, they got to be looking at draft order and trying to get the best position. Um, where the Cowboys, you know, they're, they're still in this thing in the NFC East. Um, I thought they played well on offense last week. Um, they had some kicking issues to say the least, but, um, you know, I, yeah, like you mentioned, Evan, there's there's a little bit more firepower on the offensive side, mixing a little bit of uh, the red rifle revenge game, and, and I, I like the Cowboys here. I'm going to take the opposite side. I, I feel pretty good about this Bengals team. I think they're just a little undervalued here, and, you know, the Andy Dalton, he's he's a fine quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's, like, really any, like, historically special quarterback by any means. Um, I'd say he's a good system QB, um, but Cowboys, I don't think it's the right system. Um, especially coached by Mike McCarthy. I mean, he's, he's a guy who basically lived off his career was made off of Aaron Rodgers and, um, Andy Dalton's no Aaron Rodgers. I think this is, this one could be a close one. And, you know, I think the Bengals have a chance to, uh, win this one here, uh, three and a half points. I'll, I'll take that for sure. Give me the points with the Bengals. All right, uh, next game up, guys, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders are three-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 51.5. Uh, 
Guys, I am uh, I'm going to take the Colts here and I'm going to lock it up. It's a lock. No. A big factor here is I think um, yeah, this Raiders team is completely different without uh, Josh Jacobs and it's looking like right now that uh, he's not going to be able to go in this one uh, with that ankle injury. So, you know, he's he's been really their uh, their bell cow all year and uh, they rely on him a lot. You know, he's pretty consistently near that 20 to 25 carry mark. So uh, shoulders a lot of the load for them. And you saw it last week when they took on the Jets. Just had a very different feel for that offense. Uh, it's tough to put too much on the shoulders of uh, Derek Carr and uh, in this uh, receiving core of the Raiders. So I think uh, I think ultimately this Colts defense, you know, knowing that the Raiders are going to be a little bit one-dimensional, should be able to handle them. Uh, on the flip side, I don't think the Raiders have the capability to get after uh, Phillip Rivers in the way that they're going to need to to win this game. Uh, you know, and I, I just think ultimately it, we've started to see uh, the Colts' offense come alive the last few weeks. T.Y. Hilton, who'd been kind of in a funk uh, this whole year, starting to come out of it a little bit and play a little bit better football, getting more involved in the offense. Uh, so I like the Colts here. I just think they're they're starting to get into a little bit of a groove themselves. So uh, I think they can cover the three here without Josh Jacobs. But if Josh Jacobs were to suit up, I'd maybe change my tune. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not expecting the Ra- Raiders to um, dress up Josh Jacobs. Uh, I like the Colts here. They've they've just been playing some solid football all year, and I, this this is these are two teams that um, you know they they've definitely impressed me a little more than I expected this year but i i'm gonna take the colts i i think they're they've got the better defense i i think this offense is perfectly capable to be uh taking a oh taking advantage of this soft raiders d who it looks like all of their defender starters are um in covid protocols but you know they likely will play on sunday but um yeah this this think the game we we kind of all expected the Jets to keep it close within the Raiders but I don't think we expected them to keep it that close and have the chance of knocking off the Raiders last week that just it just didn't look good for the Raiders and it showed that you know Devontae Booker while he he's been great for the Raiders um as in kind of a relief kind of way for Josh Jacobs um you know he's not been effective to carry the load and you know they definitely missed Jacobs there so I think the Colts um I like the Colts here uh I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here I'm gonna go Raiders uh and I'll, I'll take a money line here um it, this Raiders team is pretty funny they, they, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde where you know they, they seem to show up for the the really good teams against really good teams um but you know falter against and some of the weaker opponents they have on the schedule. I think they'll show up here in a, you know, essentially a playoff matchup for them. They're fighting for their, their playoff lives. And, you know, I, I, I think that they can keep they can keep the Colts, um, you know, Col- Colts, you know, they, they're, they, they like to run the ball. Um, they're not going to beat you with a couple big plays. They're, they're going to continually try to pound you and pound you. And the Raiders sort of like to play that style as well. Um Josh Jacobs being out, um, definitely going to hurt, but, uh, I think they're going to rely on Waller like they did last week, um, career game for him. Um, and, and I think Derek Carr, along with some of the other weapons they got, 
uh, they can manufacture enough offense to keep this game close. And, um, you know, I, I, I view this as almost a pick em, So, you know, I'll, I'll take the home team money line. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't feel great about it, but I, I think it's worth a shot. All right, next game up, guys. We've got the New York Jets heading out west to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks are 13.5-point favorites, and uh, the over-under in this one is 46.5. Boy, this kind of feels like deja vu Um, a little bit on this this matchup because uh, they just took on a team from New York, and they were double-digit favorites, and, uh, you know, we kind of saw how that went last week. You know, the fact that... uh, the fact that the difference in the spreads in these two games is only three and a half points between what the Giants were last week and the Jets this week uh, is kind of a slap in the face to the Giants. <laughs> yeah, the, the difference in those teams are three and a half points. Vegas hates the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I think the plus ten in retrospect, and it's easy to say now that the Giants won, but I think that line uh, was faulty. I don't think this line is nearly as bad. Um, I'm just not really seeing it out of Sam Darnold. Um, I, I I wonder if he's just completely damaged goods at this point. I I think the Seahawks. I mean they they've really been struggling. I, I'm not exactly sure what the issue is there, but if there's ever a get right game, it's it's this one. So I'm not gonna bet this one. The Seahawks haven't given me anything to show that they can cover this number. So it's I gotta see something before I can bet on them again. But uh, if I had to pick anything, I think it's a get-right game for him here. I think Pete Carroll knows how to get this team ready for uh, a must-win game, and, and I think they'll come out ready to play. So I like Seahawks minus 13 and a half. Yeah, you know, Greg Williams, sacrificial lamb. Um, you know, I, I I saw the stats since 2006. There have been like 390, so... Uh, um, scenarios where a team is um you know attempting a hail mary on nine of them teams have blitzed five or more or more than five uh greg williams brought eight (laughs) (laughs) um you know that you know you know good on them for losing that game trevor lawrence matters more than that win um but in in this game i i'm gonna i'm gonna take the jets you know regardless of if they're going to win this game or not, they're not going to win this game, but they have been playing a lot better football of late. Um, I, I think both sides of the ball, offensive and defense. And if, I mean, we, we, we've seen it with the Seahawks team. If you could stop the run and make Russell Wilson throw the ball on you, I mean, I know it worked early on in the year, but um, it seems like teams are st- slowly starting to develop uh a game plan against the Seahawks team, and it's really taken taken the aerial, um, you know, let Russell Cook MVP hype train sort of down down to a level where it was, you know, pretty much his entire career. And you know, four almost fourteen points here. Um, this Jets team is just playing a little bit too well of late for me to lay thirteen and a half points for a struggling Seahawks team. So give, yeah, give me the Jets. I, I don't feel great about it though. So week nine, Seahawks were three point favorites against Buffalo. They ended up losing that in Buffalo, forty four to thirty four. Last week, we saw Seahawks as ten and a half point favorites against the Giants and lose that seventeen twelve. So as uh, 
what is this, 13 and a half points favorites? Are they going to lose to another New York team? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm not going to bet that they're going to uh, lose to the Jets, no. But um, I, I think the Jets... Jets do have a little fight. They're, I know you guys talking about Jets trying to tr- tank for Trevor, but at some point, you know, uh, the players on the field, like a lot, a lot of them, you know, you know, they might not be with the Jets this next year, and I don't think any player really likes or wants to be known as part of the that Jets team that went zero sixteen. So I, I'm not completely ruling out the Jets for the remainder of the season. I think they're going to still have some fight in them. And, um, you know, I, I just made myself confident in this. I'm, I'm going to be confident in Jets uh, uh, 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points for a struggling Seahawks team um, with the Jets team that, uh, you know, maybe with the Greg Williams being gone, we see a little fire lit up under them. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I think that's a lot of points for a Jets team that's been – Maybe a little bit slept on this year, especially of late. All right. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got an NFC North battle. It is the Detroit Lions playing host to the Green Bay Packers in Detroit. And uh, the uh, Lions are 7.5-point underdogs at home in this one, and the over-under is set at 55. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm going pack here. Um, I think the Lions are getting a little bit of hype off of their win against the Bears. Uh, so the Lions are 5-7 and seven now. They've definitely got something to play for. They're kind of in that fringe playoff scene where you're a contender, but you're not really a contender. So they still got a little bit of something to play for. Um, I, I just, you know, I saw a lot of what the Lions did last week, and, and the Lions are a banged-up team, and the Bears were able to move the ball on them pretty well. And if the Bears can move the ball on you... Um, pretty concerned about what the Packers are going to be able to do on them. So I think the Packers are going to have no problem going up and down the field in this one. Uh, you know, they're going to be playing on that fast track, so it should play into the Packers' favor uh, in terms of, you know, that uh, explosive offense. <clears throat> and as for uh, the Lions, you know, maybe maybe I'd be more compelled to take him here plus 7.5 if, if they had Galladay, but looks like they're going to be without him, so that means Alexander should be shadowing uh, Marvin Jones. So that's going to make things tough on, uh, you know, Matt Stafford uh, trying to get past that blanket coverage. Going to have to lean on Hawkinson a lot uh, in the passing game. And uh, I don't like the Detroit running game enough to think that they're going to be able to, uh, you know, dominate on the ground in this one. So I I like the Packers 7.5 here. I think they're able to cover this one on the road. Is uh, DeAndre Swift going to be back? It looks like he is, yes. Okay. I'd say that's pretty big. I mean, AP's been doing pretty well uh, these last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, I I would like to see DeAndre Swift, the little, little swift action back. Um, this, this one's tough for me. Uh, this is a coin toss right here. I'm going to lean with the Lions at the points, mostly because this, this Lions team, it just seems like a team that knows how to compete but also knows how to lose. I, I I don't know if that makes sense to you, but they, they're a team that like, just seems like they could hang in there and um, just hang into ball games. And, but you know, they're at the end, you know, they don't give enough or unless they play a team that knows how to lose better, you know, they'll win or, you know, they might win by surprising a team who's unprepared for the lions. But yeah, this, this, 
this just feels like the Lions are going to hang in there, but I, I think you could be right right on to something, Evan, uh, about the Packers. So I'm I'm just staying off this game altogether, um, especially a divisional game. You know, I, I don't really like to try to um, go into these kind of games uh, because, you know, they, these those teams, they, they know each other, so it can be. Um, results could be different than what you expect, so uh, I'm I'm staying off this one, but I'll lean lines. Yeah, I'm gonna lean lines too. I think this is just you know getting getting touchdown plus at home for a team that definitely definitely is still in the hunt here. Um, I think DeAndre Swift being back is really gonna help this offense. Um, you know, AP's been a very good runner, but he, I mean, even even when he was MVP, AP he wasn't a great pass catcher. Um, DeAndre Swift is a elite pass catcher and, um, you know, this, this Packers Lions matchup th- historically has had a couple, you know, off the wall, close games, even when the Packers have been very good and the Lions haven't been, um, especially when the Lions have been at home. So I, I think, you know, it, on paper, <laughs> this definitely screams take the Packers, but, um, you know, I, this gut feeling, I think the Lions keep this game close uh, i think that um daryl bevel um sort of bringing bringing the fun back to detroit um uh, after after sort of what they've been through with patricia um I, I i think these guys are playing hard and i i you know it wouldn't surprise me if they kept this within a touchdown so um yeah give me the lions plus the points at home all right, next game up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. Uh, Chargers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one with an over-under at 48-and-a-half. Guys, this game is surely be to be interesting as, uh, you know, this <laughs> both these teams are involved in some exciting games here throughout the season, mostly uh, due to the fact that uh, neither one of them can really hold the lead. And uh, so it should be a fun game, should be a lot of action. Um, I think I like the over in this one, actually, but I, I like the Falcons here uh, to pull this one out. I think they can, they can cover the two and a half on the road. Uh, tough game for the Chargers last week. I think they're able to put up much better of a fight against this Falcons team than uh, we saw against the Patriots. But um, Falcons have been quietly playing a little bit of be- uh, better football under Raheem Morris. Uh, definitely showing more fight. And I think this is a chance for them to get one in the in the win column here. Uh, you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, you still got a lot of experience uh, under center with Matt Ryan, and uh, you know they've got a lot of pl- uh, playmakers on offense. Uh, you know, with Ridley and Julio out there, and uh, I-, I just think they're going to be able to keep up with this Chargers offense. And I'm ultimately putting faith in uh, Anthony Lynn to continue to find ways to lose games. So I'll take the Falcons here. Probably won't bet it, but uh, I'll take them pl- or minus two and a half. Yeah. This this is an interesting one. Uh, yeah, who's gonna lose this team, or who's gonna lose this game? Because uh, both teams want to. Uh, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chargers here, and I'm gonna take a money line. Um, last week, uh, from all from modern stats, that was the worst special team performance of all time. Um, I think. The, well, I mean, they gave up two touchdowns, missed two field goals, one was blocked, uh, and then. I, there's two separate occasions where they had 10 men on the field, one where they had 12, all on special team. Like, you can't get more embarrassing than that. Um, you know, I, this Chargers team has a lot of talent, especially on offense. Um, and this Falcon secondary has been very, very, very um, 
you know, easy to beat. I know last week kept kept the Saints at bay. I think that was a little bit more game script than, you know, actual, um, you know, game planning where they, they, I think if Taysom Hill really needed to pass, they, they could have on that team. And I think... I think Justin Herbert's got to be embarrassed by the performance last week. Um, you know, that was really the first game where he's been held at bay and this Falcons defense is not going to replicate that performance. I think this is a get right game for that Chargers offense. Um, you know, all they got to do is, you know, play decent defense and not be the worst special teams performance of all time. And I, I think they get the job done here at home. So yeah, give me the Chargers um, and, you know, Maybe if you want to add a little bit of juice, take take a money line. Yeah, that, that's uh, some good points. Um, man, I I'm I'm gonna lean on the side of the Chargers. It just feels like it should be a get right game, but man, I I I can't feel good about picking e- either side in this one. Uh, both are two dis- disappointing teams. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley ha- held out last week. He was man, not may not be looking good again this week uh it sounds like his knee's not doing so hot uh julio's back on the forever questionable list like he was a couple years ago when he was just always questionable um he's got a nagging hamstring um which seems to be affecting him a little bit um so i'm, I'm gonna lean on the chargers here uh, they they seem to be the more the, the healthier team right now and I, I gotta imagine they're gonna bounce back here, but again, I can't, I can't do it. I can't touch this game. I, I, I do think you made a good point earlier, Evan, about the over. I, I think that's could be a good call, um, especially if this does turn back and forth, which I could absolutely see. So I do, I do like the over. Yeah, I, I, just looking at that line now too. I, I'm shocked. That's under fifty. I, I love the over in this game. Whoa. Okay. Potential consensus pick. We've never done that before, but but maybe, but maybe no, we'll keep I, it in mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep, keep it in mind. mind. All right. Uh, next up, guys, we've got the Washington Football Team, that team we all know and love. Um, they're taking on the Niners. We know where this game's gonna be played at. Toaster. In this toaster yeah, again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this one's still gonna be in Arizona uh, due to uh, California uh, shutdown regulations. Uh, I think just Santa Clara County. But uh, for this one, guys, uh, Niners are minus three in Arizona, and the over-under for this one is 43. Uh, Adam, we'll turn it over to you. What do you think happens in this one? Team Moneyline. <laughs> uh, you know, they had a huge win last week, uh, very spirited performance. Uh, Alex Smith with the, the leg gushing with blood. Um, you know, that – that's it, this team is uh one that one that really fights for every every yard um just riverboat ron leading the men out there it it's one of the more spirited fun to watch teams in the league um and on the other side you know this 49ers team the injury bug is just demolished this team i you know it this on offense, defense, both sides of the ball, that most of their playmakers are out, and um, you know they're playing hard. A lot of a lot of the games last week sort of got out of hand early, but um, you know I, I I just feel like they're like like the Bears. You know they're they're probably deflated, especially having to go to Phoenix to play a home game. 
Whereas on the other side, I don't know if you can get more momentum than what the team's got going after that huge win in Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, I, when I first saw this line, I was expecting cl- something close to a pick em, um, but to be getting three points, um, yeah, lock up the team. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a money line for sure. Yeah, I'm not as bold as you to uh, take a money line, but I do like the team here plus three. I mean, I was really impressed with what they did against the Steelers. Uh, defense is clicking on all cylinders, and really ever since they've given Alex Smith a few weeks to kind of warm up into the role, I mean, he's he's looking great. He's you know managing the game well, protecting the football. He's making the big throws when he needs to. Uh, really just keeping the game alive. And, uh, you know, the Washington running game with uh, Gibson, uh, is strong enough to, to move the chains as well. So yeah, I think got... he's going to be out this week. Is he first though? Yeah, first toe. unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean that's that's a tough loss for them, but I I still think uh, you know especially with the Niners. I mean I wasn't very impressed with what I saw uh, last week in that game against the Bills. Bills kind of came cross country and, and really took it to them. Now you know I don't know I don't know what I don't know what to make of you know, them playing home games away from home. Uh, it's a weird year for everybody with that. So, um, you know, I would expect this line, considering it's essentially a neutral site, I would expect this line to be something closer to to even, uh, to be a pick em. So the fact that you can get the, the Washington plus three here, I, I just think it's too good of a value to pass up. So I'll take team. I will take team two. Um, team, team, all year. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you guys said, this team is its trending upwards. And I, I know losing Antonio Gibson is is pretty big. But I think Peyton Barber, he showed he could just step in with no problems. I mean, hell, he, he's stepped in plenty of times just uh, vulture some goal line touchdowns so far this season. But, um, you know, I, I don't think losing Gibson this game is going to be huge hurt on them. Um, I I. Don't think what you saw from the Niners last week is quite indicative of the team they actually are. I do kind of expect this one to be close, but um, I'm, I'm not so sure they quite get the home field advantage in Phoenix. Uh, I, I would expect all the Niners are going to be living out of hotel rooms for this, and you know it probably won't have quite the same homey feeling, especially since you're in a divisional rivals um, stadium. So three, I. Like you said, Adam, I did expect this one to be closer to the pick'em, um, but this is not one I'm going to be super confident in, but I, I do like the team to win this one. All right, we are all on the team. Next up, guys, we've got an intriguing matchup here. It is the New Orleans Saints taking on the hapless uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles are plus seven in this one with the over-under at 44. Uh, Adam, I'll turn it over to you. What do you think takes place in this one? Um, Saints. <laughs> this, this, this one's an easy one for me. I, this is another line I was I was a little shocked at. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is really the, the needle mover that this line says it they are. I mean, I know they're home. Um, but, you know, this, this Saints team with Taysom Hill, man, that – they're making a believer out of me. I, I thought that they made the wrong move initially, not going to Jameis. Um, I was wrong. Um, they they did make the right move, and I think they're they're setting themselves up for a future without Drew Brees and Taysom Hill as a starter. He's um, he's made a believer out of me, 
And you know, th- th- you look at <laughs> you look at the other side of the ball. This Eagles, this Eagles team, man. It, they what Jalen Rager had a punt return last week. Really, you know, kept that game way closer than it should have been. They 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 got blown out. Um, and I just don't think <laughs> putting Jalen Hurts in a situation where I I mean I I, I truly believe that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Um, you know, I just think this is a recipe for a disaster. I don't care who you have in there. And with the defense, defensive parts falling left and right, um, I don't see a scenario where the Eagles keep this close. Um, I, I love the Saints here to cover on the road. You actually think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback? Yes. At this point? Yes. I, I mean, I, I don't see – I don't know who in his situation could act like a good quarterback. I mean, I, last year he carried a, a very bad offense to the playoffs. Without what weapons, he he still has no weapons. I, yeah, I I would agree with you. He has no weapons. Um, I mean, he's taking a lot of coverage sacks right now, and I think the difference is uh, early on in his career, we saw him. You know, he he was a little bit more mobile than we've seen of late, uh, where he was able to elude uh, a lot of that pressure and roll out and kind of uh, make some of those schoolyard type plays and find guys on broken plays. Uh, you know, when guys are just trying to get open. We're not seeing that as much. I don't think he's really been the same since the leg injury, um, and it's a shame. But uh, you know, at this point, when you're asking him to stand in the pocket under a weak offensive line, I mean, like I said, it's just taking way too many sacks. And uh, I, I think it was time to make the change. Uh, just uh, you know, see what you have in Hurts, and and you know, see if you can catch lightning in a bottle. But uh, for my money here, I, I like Saints minus seven. Like you said, Adam, uh, they're making a believer out of me too. Uh, you know they've got they've got an interesting formula uh, that they're trying to run with to win these games. Very similar to uh, the way that the Ravens constructed that offense under uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, but it's it's intriguing. They've got kind of more playmakers than uh, that Ravens offense ever had, so they're a little bit more balanced. Uh, it, it reminds me of game. like a a Tebow offense with a guy that can actually throw. Yes. Yeah. And, and better playmakers. It, it it's it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I I love watching them play right now. I I think they're going to manhandle this uh Eagles team. I love them minus 7 here. Uh yeah, and I, I I'm interested to see what kind of noise the Saints team can make in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um you got to expect that True Breeze when when he's ready to play that they'll throw him back in, um which I, it's disappointing because yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. Like I'm I'm a Taysom believer right now. I think um, you're still going to see a lot of Taysom even when. Oh, I mean, you've it's, seen yeah. a lot of Taysom even with Breeze before. Um, just not as much. You, yeah, you might see a lot more like with him behind center, um, as opposed to just going out out as a tight end. But um, I, I'm intrigued to see how creative they get with that, um, especially come playoffs. But yeah, um, yeah. It, it, this this Saints team they're just clicking right now and Jalen Hurts you know you know he was I I think he looked a little better than what we've seen out of Wentz this year uh, I think it's definitely a step up for me um, on this Eagles team but even still this seven point line is just seems too easy for the Saints right here um, it almost seems like are we missing something because um, this is one of the few I saw this week that instantly um yeah I, I i thought this was the easy pick um saints d has just been lights out lately this eagles offense um even though they 
getting some pieces back and well, they're kind of losing some pieces too, but um, they're still not looking great. This, this defense is very beatable, especially with how well this Saints offense is looking. So yeah, I'm right with you guys. Love the Saints here. All right, next game up, uh, probably game of the week. Uh, there's a few interesting candidates for this one this uh, week. Got a few good games, but uh, very intriguing matchup. It's Steelers, Bills. Bills are at home in this one uh, on Sunday night football, and Bills are two and a half point favorites at home here with the over under set at 46. Uh, Adam, let you take this one. What do you think uh, happens here? Uh, I, I like the Steelers here, and I, I like a money line. Um, this this was another line that sort of shocked me. Uh, I, for, in my view, um, you know, I think if you, if the Steelers would have won that game last week, I would have picked the Bills here. But I think that that loss, I mean, we've seen it happen a couple times where in the past where these undefeated teams late in the year sort of had that monkey on their back wondering when the shoe's going to drop and, you know, trying to the, – the the weight of, you know, the undefeated season. And you, you, you almost see once they do have that – finally have that loss, they, they play a lot looser and more like themselves. Um, you know, the way the Steelers have been winning games, I mean, even, even the last four or five weeks, they've been pretty close. They haven't been blowing teams out like they were at the beginning of the year. I, I in, my, in my opinion, that I, I think that that loss was a good thing for them. Um, I, I feel like they're going to play a lot looser, especially on the defensive side. And, um, you know, if this game happened earlier in the year, I would have, you know, been shocked if the Bills were favorites, even at home. Um, I, I think the Steelers is are a better team. I think getting James Conner back is going to help that rushing uh, attack that's really been struggling of late. And, um, yeah, I, I think the Steelers win here on the road in uh, in Buffalo. And that's no knock to the Bills. They've been playing really good really good ball uh josh allen you know he's he's so talented but he does have one or two throws a game where you just start shaking your head and and the steelers defense is a team that's going to capitalize on those mistakes so yeah give me the steelers here yeah i'm gonna actually lean bills here probably not strong enough to want to bet on him a couple things so uh to highlight does look like john brown is going to miss uh this game so unfortunate there for the Bills. But, you know, we saw them uh, really take it to a 49ers team last week in a game that they were underdogs in. So uh, impressive to see. I think Josh Allen has the ability to uh, really elude this uh, Steelers pass rush. And, uh, you know, on the Steelers side of the ball, you know, still still a very good defense, still probably top unit in the league. But they are they're getting a little bit banged up here late in the year. They've had some key injuries. Um, you know, lost uh, Bud Dupree a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know they're just starting to get thin in a few places. And I think it's it's starting to catch up to them a little bit. I could see the Bills eking this one out, um, but uh, I I think it's going to be a fascinating game to watch. Ultimately, I think what the difference is is. Uh, Josh Allen's ability to make plays outside the pocket and elude pass rushes is, is going to uh, really make things uh, work for in the Bills' favor here. And uh, you know, if the Bills' pass rush can get to Big Ben, we kind of saw last week what that Steelers' offense turns into uh, in the face of pass rush, and it's just really short uh, intermediate passing game. Uh, they they're not really running the ball well at all right now, which is concerning. I mean, they're going to have to figure that out for the playoffs. I think if they want to make a serious run at this thing. 
um, you know, which is interesting to say for a team that's 11 and one, but uh, they they got to sort their running game out. But for right now, I think with that and flux, I think the Bills got a good shot to win this one. So I'll lean Bills. I am going to take the other direction direction of you Evan and go Steelers um same same side as you Adam but um this this is one that I'm not also not feeling confident on um I just expect it to be a close game especially by two uh teams we might see this matchup later on in the playoffs uh there's very much a possibility um I'm kind of surprised that two and a half points seems like uh, more than the Bills should be getting um, I don't know if it's something coming off that loss against the team for the Steelers um, that it's shifted this way, but I, I, I feel like it should be a little closer to pick them here. Um, but uh, James Conner coming back, that that's going to be big for the Steelers. But on the Bills' side, I, I do think that even without John Brown, it looks like Gabriel Davis has been kind of fitting that uh, John Brown mold pretty well over the last couple of weeks and kind of starting to step up a little bit I I think that definitely helped this Bills offense this past week and I could see him start to click again with that so um I'm gonna take I'm gonna lean with the Steelers uh if I I would probably stay away from the money line if you're asking me um just because I I could see this one just being real close either way um so you might want to just take the points with that but um I'm just off this game altogether. Yes, yeah, this will be a good one to watch up. Really, good, really good Sunday night football game. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, wrapping it up here. It is the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns in a very interesting uh, divisional matchup here. Ravens really need this game, um, you know, before they're at in the division standings and they're fighting for that wild card. Browns are one and a half under, uh, one and a half point underdogs at home with the over under at forty six and a half. Uh, I'm on the Browns in this one. This is a line that kind of surprised me. I expected Browns to really be one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, rather than one-and-a-half-point underdogs. So I think you're getting some value here. Um, you know, and ultimately, I expect a close game, but the Browns are really showing me something of late. Uh, Baker's playing a lot better. They can run the ball as well as any team. Uh, you know, and I think they have a chance to beat the uh, Ravens at their own medicine here by just, you know, giving them a you know, very run-heavy dose. Uh, one thing that concerns me is this is a Browns team that has struggled against the Ravens in the past. So, um, you know, it could be a matchup issue. I'm kind of interested to see, you know, if that continues. Um, you know, there are some teams that just match up well with others. And uh, I, I do think this is the time, though, when the Browns are going to be able to turn the tide in this one and, and kind of take control. Um, so I like the Browns here. I think they solidify that they're the second best team in that division. And uh, I expect a big game from Baker. A uh, nice follow-up from his uh, strong performance against the Titans last week. All right. I'm on the Brown side, too. I, compl- I, I think this line makes makes some sense, uh, especially, I mean, seeing what the Ravens did to the Browns earlier this year, they just absolutely uh, tore them apart. Um, but I think this is a way different Browns team than you saw it even at the beginning of the season. They're starting to click right now, uh, especially with that running back tandem that we love so much uh, in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, but Ravens are also starting to get guys off the COVID list. Um, so I, I know Mark Andrews is looking to come back this week, which is definitely something the Ravens need. He, he's a big piece for them in that offense. 
So I think this is one where the Browns have a little bit more momentum coming into this one, but I could see it going either way here. Uh, I'm leaning Browns, but, you know, uh, this again, this is probably one I'm just going to sit back and watch. Yeah, you mentioned the Ravens getting a little bit healthier, getting guys off of COVID. Just a little sidebar. Man, do I feel for Des Bryant. What happened on Tuesday, man? That, for a guy that's had tough luck and big moments in his career, man, I, I got to feel for a guy. I just mean, wanted to play. Yeah, he just wanted, yeah. To, he wanted that so bad and to be taken off the field during warm-ups. Oh, man. Yeah. But, I mean, for my money, this is my game of the week. Um, you know, th- this Browns team is clicking on all cylinders. Um, I I think this Ravens team, the last two weeks, have really gotten back to what they're good at. And I think getting Mark Andrews back is even going to help that even more. I know the Browns specifically are a team that really gets beat by tight ends. So having him back is going to be huge for them. Um, he torched them week one against against them. I. I'm I'm gonna take the Ravens here. Um, th- this is one of those where, you know, I I think the Browns has got to prove it to me. Um, th- they've gotten blown out in the last like four pre- performances against this Ravens team. Um, this is this is the biggest game they've had in in decades. If they can come in at home and beat this Ravens team, it'll essentially knock them out of the playoffs and you know cement them into the playoffs. Um, but I don't see that happening. I think the Ravens, um, you know, muster up enough that they're getting healthy. Uh, I I think that, you know, they they find a way to, you know, beat this Browns team and, you know, so just keep alive in the playoff race. And But, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if uh, the Browns sort of just make a statement win here like they sort of did last week, but they got to prove it to me against, against some of their, their elite division opponents before I can, before I actually put the money on them. That's some good points there. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so to recap here with our, uh, locks of the week, we've got Adam, you're going giants money line. Uh, Robbie, you're going Titans Jags under 52 and a half. And I've got Colts minus three against the Raiders. Uh, so now to look into our consensus picks, uh, see if we can uh, go three for three again this week. Let's see, uh, we, you know, we're, we're all on the Broncos. We're all on the Giants. We feel pretty strong about the Giants. Texans, too. Yep, we're all on the Texans. We feel pretty good about that. We are all on the uh, Washington football team. We're all on the Saints. All of us are pretty confident on the Saints, so some good options there. And we also discussed how we all felt... Uh, good about the over 48 and a half in Falcons Chargers so uh, guys I mean for my money I really like the Giants uh, I think that's good value and I I really like the Saints um, but outside of that interested to get your guys' opinion I like those two as well um, Me too. I, I think the other two maybe we should put in consideration for that last spot would be the Texans and the over in the Falcons Chargers game because those are seems to be the ones that we're all confident in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I feel really good about the Giants and Saints and I you know, I'm I feel really good about either or either the Texans or the over on that game. Um so um well, I you know, the more we talked about the Texans, I think we all felt pretty good about that. Like 
That Bears team is deflated. That, they, they are, and I just I think Deshaun's going to come out just a man on a mission. Yeah. I, I don't have any faith in Matt Nagy to rally the troops right now either. Yeah, no, I I agree with you this with that. I just I don't think we've ever done a consensus over under, so I'm kind of just want to. Do I it do for like. It, I, no, honestly, I feel really good about that over too. I both those defenses are bad, and both those offenses are capable of putting up a big number. And both coaches don't want to win. They don't know how to win. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, well, then, if that's the case, why don't we just take that over then? Let's do it. Or, or we can just do a four-team or parlay. Wow. Oh, wow. Do we get juicy? Do we get juicy? Well, okay, how about this? We we put the third bet in as the over, and then we add in the Texans as the parlay. You know what? I, I think this is the right move. That I think we go four, and here's why. Because we already missed out on some money because I didn't put the bet in last week. So now we got to double down. We got to add a team. Love it. This Love is it. The spiral. <laughs> all right. So so let's do all four. I like that move. All right. So to recap, we're doing Saints minus seven. We're going to do Giants plus two and a half, or do we want to do money line? Money. Money. Money line. Okay. Now we're getting real juicy. <laughs> Giants money line. Saints minus seven. We're going to do Falcons Chargers over 48 and a half. And then we're going to do Texans minus one at the Bears. All right. Lock so that not, up. Not parlaying it. Is that right? Or are we parlaying it? Oh, we're parlaying We're parlaying We're parlaying it all. Which one are we not doing is the the, the, single the straight bet. bet. Yeah. Do we want to just do all four as a straight bet or do we not want to? No, yeah, we'll keep it at 100. Okay. So, so yeah. um Let's not do the Texans. Let's not do the yeah we yeah okay I I like that yeah, the the Bears mojo yeah okay all right so I will get that in and uh, make sure here that we actually place the bet this time but uh, that'll do it all for right, all right let, let's run this back to me one more time okay um, all right. so we're doing Giants Saints and the Chargers Falcons over yeah mm-hmm. individual bets individual yep and then. We're parlaying those three and the Texans, or are we cutting the Texans out? No, we're parlaying yeah. those three and the Texans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just make red, sure. Red, red make in the sure. Texans for the parlay, just for the, the juice. Just for and the We all the feel juice. good about it. Okay. This is the price This is the price we pay for not drafting Deshaun Watson. Yep. Yep. So we, we're going to capitalize on it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for our Week 14 show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, this week. Uh Looking forward to coming back to you next week again with our Week 15 uh, picks. But until then, uh, everybody uh, have a good week and stay safe.